Hand washing and constant hygiene may be in our lives to stay, but that doesn't mean you have to resort to harsh industrial grade hand sanitizer imported from who knows where. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products that nourish your skin while providing essential antibacterial protection. And it's manufactured right here in the US. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizers to use when you can't wash your hands and protective barrier gels and spritz products for extra protection after washing. All of our premium products have been hand formulated with essential oils that are proven in studies to provide extra immunity barrier protection while nourishing the skin. Forcefieldproducts.com has the products for you and your family to be confident in your health and hygiene. Use discount code BRUNO for 10% off to purchase your hand sanitizer and protective barrier products at forcefieldproducts.com. That's forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Hey, this is Patrick Maher. On the latest edition of Sports from the Sidelines, I caught up with the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Here's what John Sally had to say about his teammate, Isaiah Thomas. I played with MJ, Kobe, played against the greatest. I tell people all the time, the greatest player I've ever played with was Isaiah. Michael is the man. He took on so much, but Isaiah is 6'1", dude, and will take over a game. Catch sports from the sidelines on the bad boy Pistons anytime and anywhere you go on the SiriusXM app. Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code RADIO. There are those who stand forever ready, ready to defend the nation, ready to fight for what matters, no matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Warriors. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Telemedicine is necessary today, and if you're underinsured, undocumented, or without health insurance, here's your opportunity to learn how you can secure access for you and your entire family. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. Get 24-hour access to ondoc healthcare services for just $30 a month. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. This program is not insurance coverage and not intended to replace insurance. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more and when we do washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety you can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products manufactured right here in the u.s we offer super portable one ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super sized pump bottles for home and office and protection against dry skin visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code radio for 10 percent off today forcefield.com discount code radio 
Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. What I do know about is sports and fun and Phil Sims. I know a lot about that guy, even though we were bitter enemies, sort of like Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. Phil Sims and I used to have this kind of relationship. Yeah, but those guys still have that relationship. I know. I, see, I, Bill, Phil and I settled our differences. Right, okay. Because Phil and I had this, uh, you know, he's a Giants guy. He played for the Giants. Sure. He won a couple Super Bowls, I believe, up there. And then I was an Eagle fan. And we, when we worked together, we'd always make bets against Giants and Eagles games. And then I lost a bet, and it was a dinner. And I paid up, and I bought Phil Sims dinner to make it all copacetic. Well, right, that couldn't Phil? have been cheap. No, it was good then. You think yeah. I'm going to take him to like five guys and get a pizza? Well, like get Michael, the Michael Jordan? Jordan pizza. <laughs> yeah. Phil Sims joins us up there from North Jersey. St- Jersey still locked in up there in North Jersey, where things are a lot better than they are in South Jersey and in New York City. Phil, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Great to be on with you guys. Uh, Tony, I, I don't know. Your, your recollection, and your, you never paid up for nothing. Are you serious, Phil? And you lost more than one bet. You lost so many damn bets to me. What year was it that we had those bets? We were betting on more than just the Eagles and the Giants. We were betting on the Eagles and this and that. What year was that? Do you know? Hell no. I don't even remember. I remember paying up the bet. I think I even have the receipt from the dinner because you kept getting well, Where did we crap. go to dinner? Where did we go to dinner? I don't know. Some fancy place in New York. I thought you wrote it off. No, oh, I don't man, write that kind of write stuff off. off. Who do I man, look like? I don't forget. Listen, let me tell you something. I don't forget nothing. And that was 1994, by the way. <laughs> and it was like stealing. That's all I can say. It was, it was every bet, Tony. Yeah. Oh, the, the Eagles. Whatever came out of his mouth, it had always something to do with Philadelphia. And it was during the Eagles, during football season. And every time he bet on them, they lost. So I don't know. So, But it's all good. Good to be on, Tony. Good to see you uh, ba- or hear you back in action. I like that little opening dialogue. It's our opinions or whatever. And then. And if they're not, they're not facts. They're our opinion. I don't, what was that Wait, again? Don't you don't do know. the same thing on CBS? And, and what happens to you when you go on inside the NFL or you're on CBS and you give an opinion as a guy who played at the highest no, level? No, 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 no. Wait, hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> I don't give opinions. I give facts. I don't just, you know. So you just, I, I you facts. just throw out numbers. You just throw out numbers and don't have anything to relate to the numbers. Once you have the facts, then you give an opinion based on the facts, right? Well, okay. But one, I don't throw. I'm not a big numbers guy either. I don't really deal in numbers a lot. Oh, this guy on third down in the third. Some of these numbers just they mean nothing to me and uh, whatever. So, but you know, usually I talk about something I really know in depth. Yes, I, I guess of course when something we talk about, well, it wouldn't come come up that way. But if we talk about something I haven't really studied or whatever, then, yeah, I might give a casual opinion about it. So there you go. I gotta, now, why, why were people ripping? You know, because we had Joe Buck on, and you, all you guys who do this at the highest level, they always listen, and they want to hear you say something that they believe is something in reference to ripping a fan base, like you do with me. I mean, it's open with you and me. I mean, I ripped <laughs> the Giants, and when you were there and the Giants were good, they would beat the Eagles all the time. But then now the Giants can't beat the Eagles no matter who the quarterback is. So you're still a Giants apologist, aren't you, Phil? I, I never have been. What do you mean? I'm still. <laughs> they, you know, some people say, hey, you know, you, you, something about the Giants to me. Fans do all the time. I said, you know, listen, uh, they cut me back in uh, 1994. So I'm still not part of the organization. I don't get paid. Yes, I still like the owners and some people that are still there. But I think I'm uh, pretty honest when it comes to talking about the New York Giants. I know, so. Phil. Come on, Phil. You're, you're getting all 
uppity. We're having fun here, man. No, I'm not having I'm not getting up. You're right. I don't know why. Hey, look, I got defensive there when you said I, I take up for the Giants. I really did. Well, you know, because, people, when you win a couple Super Bowls with a team, everybody always asks, you know, well, who was the, the, the Giant? You are known with the New York football Giants, Phil. Yes, and I you'll always be a, known as New York football giant. That's right. You got it. I guess I will be. And That's you and fine. Bill Parcells I, I, are still good, aren't you? We've always been good. Okay. You know, listen, that's, a, that's another thing. Yes, he yelled at me all the time. But the great thing about Bill was you could yell back at him. And I yelled back a lot. And we would have, he would actually, I would yell at him sometimes and, like, catch him. He'd go, oh, you want to hit me, don't you? And I'd just go, I'd look at him and go, man, there's something wrong with you. I mean, what, what head coach would say that in, in any, any sport? Bill just had a different way. We might not ever see another coach like Bill Parcells ever. So, it's kind of like was, a, an old school tough love yeah. scenario. I see a thirty. Where's the thirty yeah, for thirty on Phil Sims and Bill Parcells? No, the whole and Parcells the era with the Giants exactly. would be fascinating. How can that not be a thirty for thirty, Phil? Well, one, there's it's uh, it's a new world or an old world back then, so there's not video much of anything, and especially our interactions during practice. <laughs> so his favorite, I always say this, played under Bill Parcells for eight years. Of course, we had great success. And when he retired, I had to come home and check my birth certificate to see if my first name began with a P or an F. Because for eight years, I was F and Sims. Oh, F and Sims. F and Sims. It just it never ended. Well, then, you can, and, you spell, know, you can spell Phil with an F, you know, depending. Well, I guess you can. Yeah. One, of, one of my teammates once said, you know, you should just write FS so like Lawrence Taylor does LT. And I go, what? Excuse me? What would you say? He goes, FS. I said, mm, I thought I heard you say that. So I spread the rumor through the locker room, and this guy took a beating. I got kind of um, worried. I said, guy, he was a defensive lineman. I said, he's going to kick my rear end. <laughs> then I told everybody this story. But, he, he, yeah, the Bill was – I forgot my train of thought there, but – a His thirty for thirty. Way. You you can't, you couldn't. You don't have all the video in the. We wouldn't have enough video. No, yeah. and it, the only ones we have is when he's mic'd up. And then when he was mic'd up, he really wasn't Bill Parcells. I'd come to the sideline, and one time, I come to the sideline, and it stopped because somebody's hurt. And uh, he goes, "Oh, so who's hurt? Who's hurt?" And I say, "Who it is?" He goes, "Oh, well, I hope he's okay." And I did. I basically said, "I don't give a crap if he's hurt," or. I'm being very kind how I say that. And he goes, oh, come on, Sims, social, do a class. And this time I'm looking at him going, who are you? <laughs> and, of course, I found out later he was, you know, I saw it in NFL Films. He was mic'd up, so he turned into a different guy when he was mic'd up. So he had to be, that was usually once or twice a year. So, but there um, has to be, they, we're not talking about the 30s. I mean, we have great tape of, of old school coaches. I mean, Lombardi screaming, you know, what the hell's going on out there? And matriculate well, well, yeah. that, you know, keep mat- and, and in Buffalo, keep matriculating the ball. And then, of course, the great uh, Hank Stram. Hank Stram in Kansas City. Keep oh, matriculating that was, that, the ball that, down the field, boys. Hank Stram playing in the Super Bowl. I don't even think he knew where he was at. He was so nervous about that mic being on. <laughs> hey, Lenny, Lenny, run that play. You know the one. You know, Lenny, Lenny, uh, you know, whatever that play is, running that play. He couldn't even, he didn't know the name of it. It was, that was great. But, yeah. Bill, I don't know how often these coaches got mic'd up back in the days, um, but I don't think we could hear some of the real things that went on. I mean, it would be a lot of bleeping. I'd come to the sideline. Dallas Cowboys were playing down there. Sims, tell those effing linemen if they don't do this, and you tell those damn wide receivers, and you tell the running backs, and, and he goes, and he kind of says something very negative about me. 
And I'm going, can you give me a play? I mean, just give me a play. I, just, I came over here for the play. And you're just killing our whole offense. And that's kind of how it was. He played that game. He played it well. And in practice, last real quickie, he yelled at the offensive lineman one day, just destroying them. And when he yelled at you, everybody else was allowed to laugh. Like, yeah, get him, Bill. Out of way. And I'm standing behind him. I'm smiling, going, yeah, fix this old line, because my ass has been getting beat for about three straight weeks in a row. And, of course, he gets done. He turns around and he goes, and Sims, it's your effing fault. <laughs> and I just went, well, of course, everything is, you know. I said, why? He goes, because you used to be their leader. Now you're their buddy, their friend. Go take them out to dinner again. See how that's working out. Why don't you lead instead of, you know, this and that? I was like, oh, my God. And the sad thing is I'd get in my car and drive home and go, Bill's right. You know, I, I kind of let it get away from me and had to go back to doing my job and holding them accountable, things like that. So that was just typical Bill. Bill Sims breaking it down. You never heard this. This is much better than the lad. Did you ever have bad pizza, food poisoning on the road, Phil? Where you oh, my thought, God, I saw that. You, where you yeah. thought it was the flu, and then you realized you were in another city where they don't have good pizza, and they sent it to your room, and you ate the whole damn thing because you were hungry? Yeah, no, see, nobody, no team would ever do that because they, they wanted me to play. So, <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about food poisoning or anything like that. Yeah, let Sims play. We, you know... That's were, the old Don Coriel story. Uh, well, I won't even get into that one. It's a great one. <laughs> they just sent now, that. Listen, let's hit that quarterback. <laughs> let's still hit him too hard because that backup's really good. You know, that's. Uh, it's. I don't. I don't want to mention who he was talking about, but yeah, Don Coriel used to give these pieces the night before the game. They had a lift, and he said, "You know, well, I can't. I can't tell any of these stories." No, tell the story. Just clean it up. Well, he just said, you know what, he meets the team, the Chargers, for the first time, and he goes in, and he starts talking, he goes, one thing I hate about this lift, I can't say, you know, uh, it ends with the T and begins with an S. Yes. I can't say that, and, you know, whatever. So that was made everybody laugh and kind of broke the ice, and he went on from there. But he was great for the night before. One time they're playing a game, and he goes, listen, when we go out there and play those Oakland Raiders tomorrow, and everybody goes, we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> it doesn't matter who we're playing. <laughs> uh, so he was quite a character. He was great. He was great. So Back in that okay. day, they would have sent the pizza to Lawrence Taylor's room, Tony, but he wouldn't have been in the room to eat it. Exactly. You know, it's wow, interesting. Good, for... That is really good. You're right. They would have said, wow, Lawrence is really asleep. He won't wake up because we're knocking the door. And you know how yes. fans are, Phil. I mean, we, we heard stories about, you know, players would come into a town like Philly or mm -hmm. other places. Pull the and fire alarm. They pull the fire stuff. alarm in the hallway so you guys couldn't sleep on the Saturday night before yeah, the game. Yeah, and yep. that happens everywhere, right? It still happens today. You're trying to get into the other team's head, and you do all kinds of stupid stuff to throw them off so they're not 100% game day, right? Uh, well, you know, I didn't know it still happened. I would think they, like, fire alarms and stuff like that. These hotels are so locked down with the players now. Uh, you know, when I was doing games, it was just, wow. It was like you had to go through eight security checks to walk into a room just so you could talk to a player. But, um we were playing the Chicago Bears in 1985 in the playoff game, and I got a phone call, 2 a.m., you know, your father, you need to call your father, this is Dr. So-and-so, he's not doing well. And I'm like, whoa, I hang up, I'm calling my brothers, and I have seven brothers and sisters, and I'm, I'm calling, finally I get a hold of my oldest brother. I said, Tommy, what, what's going on? What's wrong with Dad? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? So he finally got a hold of him. He says, hey, everything's, everything's fine. And I stayed up for like three hours trying to get the story and, you know, never got any sleep. But, it, you know, not that that mattered in the game, but 
those things were pulled back then, that's for sure. That's a low blow there. That that really yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah. It was pretty rough. Because I was freaking out. I yeah, really was. I would, too. And I did not go back to sleep. But I wasn't a guy that slept a lot the night before games anyway. I'd just watch TV and sit there as late as possible. And I remember the night before the Super Bowl uh, out in Pasadena. Joe Montana was doing Saturday Night Live. So I stayed up to watch that, you know. And I said, man, Joe did a hell of a job. I didn't know he was that funny. He was really good. And then I watched the movie, and all of a sudden I look, I go, wow, it's really late. It's like 4 o'clock. So I laid down for a couple hours, got up, went downstairs, started having coffee. Just, okay, when we go in the stadium, this is, man. And not nervous. It wasn't being nervous. It just it didn't feel like sleeping. So that was, that was pretty common with me, though. Isn't that the perfect game that you threw then, the next day? Uh, it was pretty close to that, yeah. <laughs> 20, 22 of 25. Exactly. So yeah. you're, you're yep. prove, you prove the old adage, stay up late. That's right. Yes, stay up. That's right. <laughs> Sleep is overrated. Just <laughs> 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 Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> We're talking with Phil oh, Sims. Man. Now, Phil, i got to get to the football stuff. Cause yeah, let's see, do something, yes. Everybody's shut down. You've been shut down. You live in North Jersey. It's not really uh, the hot spot up there as far as the virus. So what have you been doing? I mean, I'm sure you're doing a lot of Zoom stuff with the CBS guys, right? I mean, what are you doing football-wise? You watch the draft. You keep up to date on what's going yeah. on, right? What's happening? Yeah, well, what's happening? First off, when this is all over, if I meet the guy that created Zoom, I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> okay? Because, hey, let's have a Zoom call. Zoom, Zoom. We get on and go, what was this call about? Well done, just to, just to talk. Well, hell, can't we call each other? Uh, what a, yeah, I've done a lot of Zooms, but that's kind of been fun. Just to stay involved. I followed the draft, of course, very close. Um, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, um, thankfully I got some uh, area to move around in. I got a great gym in my house, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, I'm getting sick of it, though, i got to tell you the truth. Uh, but, you know, stay busy, that's for sure. Ta- doing a lot of radio. I, I actually call radio stations, hey, can I come on? <laughs> I no, when we contacted you, when Robin contacted you, my producer, you wrote back to her, y'all come on two segments, though. Because, you know, you go on these radio stations, and they give you like six minutes, and then they got a break. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah, here it is. So, Phil, what about Tom Brady? Well, you know, and what about this? And, and you know, what about, you know, Tua? And then, okay, thanks for coming on. And We're I'm up like, against the break here, Phil. <laughs> We're up against yeah. the break. I'd like to get you on in another month or so. Uh, can we get you back on in the future? Can you, is the break already there? No, no, no I'm no. pretending I'm the guy that has to go to oh. a break after a five-minute segment so I can go to 15 minutes of commercials. You, know, well, what you I mean? know what I do? I really do tell people, look, I'm not coming on for one segment. I'm just not going to do that. it because we don't get into anything except the glaring headline. Oh, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. By the way, what My about God. Tom Brady to Tampa Bay? Do you and Tom get along? And have you ever walked in a coach's house naked without realizing you were walking into the wrong house? <laughs> <laughs> he walked into Byron Lepwich's house naked? No, he walked into the wrong house. He thought he was going into Byron Lepwich's house. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I don't think I ever did anything like that. No. No. Um, I, I don't even know how to answer that. I'm just figuring out how many ways can I say Tom Brady because the season does go along. So today, the big game, the Giants and the you know Dallas Cowboys play in, and we're going to talk about it. Tom, uh, Phil, what do you think about Tom Brady? <laughs> oh, well, uh, he's great. Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I don't, I don't know. So, But, they, of course, it's big news. Great quarterback, uh, all that, changing teams. And now he's got Gronk down there. I mean, so they're going to sell out that stadium for sure for the first time in probably uh, many, many years. 
So it's going to be exciting, that part of it. it, it really uh, and enough be. about Tom Brady. We're, we're running short on time here. I don't want to talk anymore about Tom Brady. Good. Stop. Go. go answer me. Well, Just ask me a damn question that's worth answering, would you? Well, Phil, we'll go back to the Giants. <laughs> what was your reaction when they hired Joe Judge? Oh, I guess I was surprised. Um, you, know, you, you know, I didn't even really know Ju- Joe Judge was going to be a candidate out there for head coaching jobs. Right. So I, I think this – just this, I don't know him, never met him. Went to New England 950 times during my announcing career, <laughs> and I saw him talking to Bill Belichick a lot, but I never got to say hi to him. And we've been te- we texted a little bit, but I still, to this day, have not talked to him. But, you know, the Giants, I think, are looking for an overseer, a guy that goes around and coaches everybody. Like a CEO, kind of. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what Bill Parcells did. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Bill Parcells was an expert at everything. You know, now, Sims, when you're throwing an out cut, I want you, you know, like, oh, like, you know, what? And, you know, he, he coached he coached out the line, D-line, defensive backs, punt returners. He walked around and coached every player on the field. And I think they envisioned that for Joe Judge. And if you've read thing about Matt Rule down in Carolina, mm-hmm. that's who he is. He wants to – he – Bill Parcells is his idol. He coached Temple and Baylor University like that. I know some of the players on Baylor, Baylor very – uh, I'm very close to him, and they would tell me things about him. I go, oh, my God, that's Bill Parcells. Yeah. And I'll give you a real quick one. Their quarterback is Charlie Brewer. So I know him. We throw with him every once in a while. And he said he's at a camp, the youth camp they have at all these colleges, and he's working with the quarterbacks. And Matt Rule walks by and goes, hey, Charlie, can you find me somebody to take your place? Oh, my God, I'm tired of you. And just, you know, like keeps walking on. I cleaned it up. And Charlie just goes, You're, you know, you can imagine what he's thinking. And he would say back to him as he got some power and kept winning games from that rule and put him in the spotlight, you know, the, the, that dynamic changed a little bit. He could talk back and have a little fun with that rule. Yeah. So, so Phil Sims of CBS, and one of the gifts that we have running is you uh, dusting off with a duster the Emmy Award inside the, uh, inside the NFL studios oh, yeah. there. That, was that set up? Was that was that was that staged, or did you really get the do you get the dust thing out and dust off the Emmy Awards? Um, I don't. I, what are you talking about? There's a video of you in the studios of Inside the NFL where you appear during the season, if we have a season, and in one of them you have a duster, one of those feather dusters, and you're right. dusting off the Emmy Awards on the shelf there. I know the the show is great; it's won all the Emmy Awards. Why were you the designated duster? Well, uh, there's a lot of answers there. I was probably the only one who knew how to use a duster and has ever done anything to clean a house. So I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I just saw that. I didn't even realize it was up there. Let's get to the other stuff. Do you think Boomer was going to clean off the dust? Yeah, would Boomer do that? Well, he'd just talk at it. He talked so much, he'd blow the dust off of it. So we didn't have to worry about it. (laughs) I love when there's that New York on New York quarterback crime. We don't, oh, have yeah, enough, we don't have enough of that in sports. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. Phil, i got to ask you about the season now because everybody, sure. the NFL has had the advantage as far as during this pandemic that they were able to keep business going. They altered the draft. It came off, and it came off better than a lot of right. people thought it would. You know, everything's virtual now. Guys are getting signed. Quarterbacks are getting signed. There's still people out there that need to be signed. They're not going to be saw. The Cam Newton one is still a question mark, but everybody's worried about his health. Do you think there's going to be a season in September because things are starting to open up? I know there's people that will never play sports again, and then there's the other people on the other side that say, let's play sports tomorrow. I'm trying to look at this logically. And right. we look at the progression, and we see teams are going back to the NFL. Some of the facilities are going to be opening up soon, and we're talking about early June. So I think we're going to see football in September. 
What do you think? Well, listen, this is just an opinion. Um, so, I thought you don't uh, give opinions, Phil. <laughs> well, I, I usually don't, but you ask me a question I have no facts on. So, I, I, listen, I would say this, just, just guessing, and, and my opinion is, if it is delayed, if, I don't think it will be long. I think by October at latest we will start the football season, and I think we'll get it, you know, uh, you, you've heard all the plans that maybe they'll get rid of the bye week, no week off between the championship games and the Super Bowl, all those kind of things. Uh, so I do believe as I watch, man, I tell you, every night I watch the news, and lately I just I, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't listen. And, and uh, But I, I do have a great feeling about it that uh, we will see NFL football this year and a good portion of the year where we feel like we uh, get to the teams that we think are truly the two best to play in the Super Bowl. I tell you, after watching the soccer this weekend with empty buildings, I can't imagine an NFL game with an empty stadium. Yeah, that would be weird. And, and you know, I, I think I read whatever. If they do do it, they're going to pump crowd noise into yeah. the the viewers, not in the stadium, right? Just into the viewers, so you'll hear crowd noise. So. Yeah, we had well, when Joe Buck was on, he was talking. That's when he had just learned that that's what they were going to do, at, at least at Fox, and I'm sure the other networks were follow suit. Well, you know what. I would say don't put crowd noise in. Put those mics near the field, and the people will be going, oh, my gosh. Because when they they see or hear the collisions in NFL football, they won't believe it. And I stood on a field, I don't know, a couple years ago. Oh, well, just like this year. I was at the championship game, Tennessee and Kansas City, and I'm standing on the sidelines. They're right in front of me. They're running and playing. I'm going, Oh, I played this game, <laughs> and it's, it's the, of course the size, but the speed and everything that was going on. I was just like, it's it's almost hard to believe that 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 men, human beings, or whatever can absorb all the speed and punishment, whatever you want to say about the game. But they do. And then I think back. Well, I was in my twenties and thirties, and you know you're at the part of your life, and you've trained all of your life to take that kind of hitting and all that there is to it, but I think if the fans really heard it without crowd noise, I think they'd be very surprised how physical the game is, even more than they think. Bill, last thing, and my buddy uh, Harry Mazier is a prolific golfer. He's played a hundred times, and every guest we have on always happens to live, you know, like Jim Nance, you know, he lives on a golf course at Pebble Beach, and everybody we've right. had on seems to live near or a, a great golf course, and I know you live near a great golf course, but I talked to you before the show earlier, and you said you don't play golf anymore, so you can't even get Harry Mays on your course up there in North Jersey, right, which is a great <laughs> course. Well, yeah, I'm not even a member of any courses or anything like that. So, yeah, I quit playing, I, I don't know, you, you know, years go by so fast. I'm going to say 13 years ago, I think is what I told you. That's just a guess. I don't know. I kept my membership for about six more years. And I go, why do I have this when I don't play? Because I don't go out in the sun, and um, so do I miss it? Yes, at times. If I drive by a golf course, I go, man, that looks good. But uh, (laughs) it's okay. You know what it's done? It's made me do some other things that I really enjoy, and I'm almost glad that I don't even play golf because I'm neurotic, (laughs) so I'd always practice. I'd be in my backyard practicing, hitting balls, chipping, putting on the, you know, the – Bedroom floor at night, whatever, all that stuff, you know, just it's the way I was. So it's led me to a lot of other things which I enjoy, and I'm glad it's happened that way, to tell you the truth. 
Well, your son Chris is killing it. I mean, you know, yeah. one good thing, man. You got your sons are out there doing their thing, and your son Chris. I mean, you talk about a kid who's moved way up in the food chain. Is he going to overtake you soon, as far as the best Sims in the family in broadcasting? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, I hate to say this, I think he has, and you know what? He, I really mean is he might be the most truthful person on TV. And he he says things, I just go, I'll call him, I go, you know, Christopher, I don't know if I'd have quite said it that way. Well, you know, Dad, it's the truth. I don't know what else you want me to say. What am I going to do? Well, you know, rah, 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 rah. And I just go, okay, okay, sorry, sorry I asked. <laughs> but uh, he's very strong, he's very opinionated. And what I really enjoyed watching this year was everybody has all their mock drafts and their, their ratings and all this. And his never coincided with a lot of people's because he didn't listen to anybody else and didn't care. He just... Worries about his opinion because he has a good eye for talent, and has done it for many years. So it's kind. I, I do. I do get a kick out of watching him on TV. I do cringe every once in a while. You know some of the comments he makes, but he, like me, speaks a lot of facts and not opinion. So it's sort of like me. That's why you and I get along so well, Phil, for over these decades. Tony, I don't know why we get along. I'll be honest. I don't know. You know, I guess it's like, a, what's a, you know, it's yin and yang or whatever, good and the bad, but any, whatever, maybe the good, bad, and the ugly. I don't know, whatever, but it works out well. We had a great time together up at ESPN. It was only one year, but, man, it was great. I love those kind of interactions, and, you know, I really appreciate you guys having me on today, too. Well, thank you, Phil. I'm glad you're healthy. Everybody's good, and we're I'm not going to say we're all in this together because we're not. Because the other people, all these people in New York, the rich people are moving the hell out of New York and going to Miami and California, so they're not in this together. Uh, they're getting the hell out of there. All right. Well, hey, listen. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, baby. Let's Tom go. Brady. We'll get you on in all a few right. weeks. We got. I, I needed 15 minutes on Tom Brady. Can you put together something, and we'll have you back on in a couple of weeks as we get closer I to the I can do it right now, Tom no, Brady. No, no, we don't have any more time. I'm sorry. We're up against it, uh, Phil. Okay. Oh, you're up against the break. Okay. Talk to you later. There he is, Phil Sims, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, what year were you both at ESPN? 94. 94, okay. I was there a long time. No, well, I know that. Phil kept moving up the food chain. <laughs>